You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Live once again from Las Vegas. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. We have plenty to cover ahead on today's show. We're going to talk some BYU football. Could a current player on the roster who recently enrolled as well as a future enrollee, a recent commit to the BYU football program, could they be part of the solution to BYU's defensive line woes? We'll examine that along with some comments from Elisa Tuiaki. We'll also get to an exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach Fessy Satake, in addition to catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports. A rough loss for the BYU women's basketball team that I was on hand for. We'll touch on all of that. Uh, Head on today's show. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them that Locked On Cougars sent you when you stop by. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 9th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a big thank you to all of you for taking some time to join us here on this podcast every single day. Thank you for making us your first listen once again. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And a huge thank you for downloading and listening to to this show. All right, as we get going here on today's podcast, let's talk some BYU football and in particular the BYU defensive line. Any of you who have been listening to this podcast for the last little while know that I believe the BYU's biggest issues, or some of their biggest issues last year on defense, was the fact that their defensive line just was not up to snuff last year in terms of being able to slow down the opposition, in particular opposing rushing attacks. It absolutely hampered everything BYU tried to do defensively last year. The linebacking injuries, obviously, to Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar, those didn't help. But you have to have a better defensive line for B, if you're BYU that can help really get after the quarterback, cause disruption in the backfield, but also at the same time stand up against the run. That's why I want to focus in on two things that I took away from both media availability as well as some news this week with regards uh, to the defensive line and the future at that position. And let's start off with this. Logan Fano is a recent enrollee for BYU. He was on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and then got home and enrolled at BYU in January. He's only been there a short time, but he's turning heads early on. Hans Olsen, who I work with at The Zone, said he talked with Logan and his father and he's really pushing for playing time right now. And Hans actually asked the question of Elisa Tuiaki during media availability earlier this week about how Logan is doing early on in spring ball. And by all reports, you're going to hear Elisa talk about it. He's doing very, very well. Logan's done a Logan's done a phenomenal job. Um, and he's, he's a lot farther ahead for, uh, for a guy that's really new in college. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's a return missionary. He's got a little bit more um, age to him, just, just as far as just uh, physically. He's a lot, but, I mean, he's a twitchy kid. He, uh, you can tell that football is his profession. I mean, he, he studies the game. We give our install, and he comes back. I mean, he doesn't make very many mistakes. And the mistakes that he does make, when we correct it, he corrects them. And, then he, and so he's bumped himself up and has made himself a legitimate candidate for uh, playing time. 
All right, so should you pencil in Logan Fano as a starter for BYU? Maybe you shouldn't go that far, but you should be excited about the opportunity for this young man to contribute at least in this upcoming season for BYU. He is a guy at uh, Timview High School who is an absolute terror as a pass rusher. He may not be the best run stopper at this point, but there is one thing BYU has severely lacked during the entirety of Kalani Sitake's coaching tenure, and that is a true pass rush threat. Tyler Batty's kind of become that in the last couple of years, but to have a guy who can truly just come off the edge and absolutely terrorize an opposing quarterback, make them think twice about uh, when they have to get the ball out, that type of stuff, that's what you want to see. So Logan Fano is going to be part of the solution for BYU when it comes to their defensive line, but also you need some girth on the interior. And that's where the name Stanley Ross comes into the conversation. Some of you may have seen this earlier this week. It actually caught me by surprise, but Skyridge star Stanley Ross announced his commitment to the BYU football program. If the last name and the first name sound familiar it should stan ross is his father who of course played for byu in the 1990s was a very very good defensive lineman as a junior college transfer for the cougars well his son is going to follow in his papa's footsteps and he's going to be a cougar and stanley ross is a chip off the old block he started playing at sky ridge i think he was very very skinny i remember seeing him the very first time i saw him he probably weighed what 240 maybe not a very big dude this past year i've had some opportunities with ksl game rewind the KSL Game Night Live crew to call high school football games, and I've called my fair share of Skyridge games, and I've seen Stanley Ross play a number of times. He's probably up to 280, 290 now, and he truly looks like a defensive tackle, nose tackle prospect for BYU, and he is going to be a member of the BYU football program, and I think he offers some hope for BYU in terms of their defensive line. I have said it before on this podcast, I feel like the projects BYU took on on the defensive line in this past recruiting class were far too many gambles. You were banking on bringing in guys and developing them and having them pan out. You want proven guys, guys who play the position, know the position, have been playing it most of their lives and can contribute in a meaningful fashion right away. I'm not saying that Stanley Ross is going to come in and start right away as a BYU Cougar, but this is a dude who is 290 pounds, comes from a local program, has succeeded at some of the highest levels in Utah high school football. And he should be a welcome addition and a guy that I think that can step in and really contribute for the BYU defensive line. Uh, Like I said, I'm not saying that he's going to step in day one and you pencil him and Stanley Ross are like defensive tackle one because he stands about six foot six foot one so he's not the tallest dude out there but he is a very very tenacious player that's what i love about him uh Tausili akana is his uh running mate along that defensive line at Sky Ridge who's getting all the headlines. He's a consensus four-star prospect. He's got a bevy of different options out there. And Tausili Akana is a true pass rush threat, kind of like a Logan Fano, and BYU is chasing Akana. But the biggest thing is, you need to have guys who can take up bodies on the interior to free up guys on the exterior, like an Akana or a Logan Fano, who can come after the quarterback. That's what Stanley Ross does. He knows his job. He does it to the best of his ability, and more often than not, he also also is able to contribute in the run game, making tackles, and at times also disrupt the pass passing game with deflections, sacks, and the like. So I think BYU's defensive line recruiting I'm seeing some strides made also in the development program because Ari Logan Fano is already on campus now. 
but I'm seeing the seeds of, I guess, why not seeds, but I'm seeing the seedlings, I guess is what I'd call it, of some potential here for this BYU defensive line. Will it bear fruit this year? Will it be everything we want it to be? I don't think so, but I am seeing some positive signs. That's what I'm going to say. I'm cautiously optimistic for this BYU defensive line, and I would encourage you guys to buy in a little bit to this. I think that they have started to kind of hit their stride with some recruiting. BYU's success on the field the last two years is paying dividends when it comes to recruiting high-level athletes, and they're getting a lot of opportunities to go out there and show what they can do in the recruiting game. That's the fun part is these coaches, BYU's coaches, they're getting into living rooms of players who otherwise probably have been said, thanks, but no thanks. BYU, when you win 21 games over the past two years, suddenly young men are sitting up and saying, okay, this program's pretty good. They're right here close to home in the case of a guy like Stanley Ross. And they say, well, what do they got to offer? It's opening doors for the Cougars, and that's what I like to see. And I'm glad the defensive line is finally kind of catching on with the wave of BYU football recruiting, that the the momentum they're carrying right now. And I think some positive signs are developing. Like I said, it's kind of, it's kind of like a seedlings. They're, they're, they're just barely starting to sprout. But if it pans out, could be some very, very good fruit coming off of that tree down the road. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll continue on with the BYU football theme today. We'll flip over to the offense, though. An exclusive one-on-one conversation between myself and BYU passing game coordinator Fessy Satake also serves as the wide receivers coach. We'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company. They're the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. They have been fueling my trip to Las Vegas. I have been here for, let's see, one to six days now. There we go. I'm almost a week into my venture to Sin City, and Built Bars have been a big part of keeping me fueled throughout my days covering all these different games at the different conference tournaments, and I want to encourage you guys to give them a shot as well. They have a brand new flavor that just dropped. They're calling it the Shamrock. It's a white chocolate mint flavor. Think of it this way. You know that Shamrock Shake that a certain uh, food establishment that has golden arches in front of it has? Yeah, think of it that way in a protein bar form. Give it a shot, folks. The Shamrock flavor is available for a limited time in the lead up to St. Patrick's Day. It's only going to be there for a short time. So get to Built.com right now. Save yourself some coin. You can save 15% by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. I would encourage you guys to get on this now because, like I said, it's only there for a limited time. Or if there's another flavor or two or three that you like, place those orders now. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Don't waste any more time. Get there now and order them. Get and join the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. All right, my friends, I love March Madness and I love my brackets, but I cannot remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money in any of the brackets I've competed. And I'm serious about this. This year, I would encourage you guys to do like me. I'm hedging my bets with our friends over at Stat Hero with their NCAA Pick'em Contest. Their single game pick'ems pit the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. It allows you to take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage because, you know, the adage is the house always wins. Start focusing on the players you know and with a gameplay that does not rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props, Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They also simply post their sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. It is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed with our friends at Stat Hero. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in just minutes 
minutes. And this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So give it a shot, my friends. Get over to stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for that 100, 100% match. Excuse me. Stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to encourage you guys to make sure you guys check out the bracket breakdown we will be doing on March 14th right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be on this channel as well as a bevy of other channels. It'll have all the breakdown for all the brackets for you guys, and it'll be a very, very cool thing. If you want some help in terms of filling out your brackets next week, once they come out, check that out on March 14th right here on all of the Locked On Podcast channel feeds, especially this one, Locked On Cougars. All right, it is time now to let you guys hear a one-on-one conversation conversation I recorded late last week before I departed for Las Vegas with Fessy Satake. So this is uh, after three practices for BYU. BYU has been through five practices at this point. They practiced both uh, yesterday and Monday. They'll practice again tomorrow. But I had a great conversation with Fessy Satake, excuse me, about his wide receiving core, what he expects from the passing game, the offense overall for the BYU Cougars this coming fall. Let's get to that conversation now. Here you go. Fessy Satake, one-on-one with myself, speaking after practice. Fessy, you're almost a week in now to spring ball, which I'm sure to you it seems like it flew by. Yeah. But what are your impressions early on so far? Uh, just a high level of execution. Um, you know, usually your first three practices in spring is kind of just you're just hoping guys are processing things. But in three practices, I've been really uh, impressed with all positions, really, and just on offense, how much uh, of the details of the playbook they've already pick, picked up. You know, and, and I think that's a sign of a mature, experienced team, which is, I think, what we have. And so um, in a week, that's what I've been really impressed with. We talked to Aaron, and he's, he, he feels, at least the impression he made is, he feels like this offense may be ahead of where it's ever been. In at this point. Do you, would you agree with that? I agree 100%. Um, just like I said, the, the returning, the, the culture is is flowing even stronger. We have more returning starters you know, than normal, guys who played multiple games. It's one thing to return someone who started the previous year. We have so many guys, though, who've played you know, 20-plus games here, and that's it's, it's, it's a great um, thing to have, and I think that's what we've uh, witnessed this first week. Kalani's been very clear that competition's always going to be part of the equation here, but I think most people are looking at Jaron as he's the incumbent coming back at quarterback. What do you want him to improve on most this spring? You know, that's a, that's a, it's honestly, it's probably a more fitting question for, for A-Rod, but just really from my perspective as, as it relates to my group is just really get that chemistry um, tightened up with, with the receivers, with the guy he's going to be thrown against. And so we've got to be very, I have to be very intentional on when he's in making sure that the, the right guys are up and that we're, we're getting all those bang reps um, that will pay off later on in the fall and so in terms of his position and things he does you know it's, it's tough with me not being in the room with him every day but as it relates to my group that's it is just keep perfecting the chemistry and relationship uh, with with the receiver group especially as it relates to the passing game Last year, there were people who'd watch Puka, and they felt like he was being underthrown. And A-Rod came on my radio station and said, okay, underthrow is probably not the right statement. We want to make it so it's, the ball's catchable. Can you explain that, like lay out exactly what the whole, whole thought process is there? Yeah, for sure. Um, people people know what the back shoulder throw is. Is when you're, you know, obviously when you got a guy hip, hip, to, hip, hip to hip with you or hit the defender's a little bit more on top of you, you throw a back shoulder throw. It's intentional. Well, when you're throwing deep balls down the field, the last... And 
you, and you got a guy open, the last thing you want to do is overthrow him. In a perfect world, of course, everyone wants to hit a guy in stride. Easier said than done. And so 100%, you got to err on the side of, of just giving him a catchable ball. Well, part of the, the chemistry and that I'm talking about now is where we're hitting those throws in stride now because we have so many bank reps um, with each other in that. And that's a jump that Jaron's going to take. But don't be surprised if you still see a good amount of those throws this year. It's just, the, the, the beauty about it is ha- in having a big receiving core and us being explosive is if it's underthrown, we can still go and high point the ball. You know, We're not throwing to a 4-3 guy down the field. And so th- a lot of those throws are very intentional. And it's, and it's, I mean, I wish as much as everyone that every single throw could be perfect in stride. But, you know, for, unfortunately, there's a human being throwing the ball back there. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, with Puka, he obviously had a slow start to the season last year, but he finished the season with a absolutely just kind of torrid pace down the stretch. Do you expect him to take off, I guess, quicker this season, just having an offseason under his belt? Yeah, mainly because he'll be coming into the season, as of now, full health. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest holdup last year in the slow start. He was battling some injuries that were just that were really lingering over into the next week, and he was muscling his way through stuff, and, you know, with a little bit of time, he was able to, to, to you, got, you know, everyone saw him kind of break out, and that was a foreshadowing of what he could do all year um, this this coming season if he stays healthy. And so that's that's the plan is to have him be as productive he, as he was in the last half of the season, but um, throughout the whole season. Gunner, despite having two knee injuries, played pretty well. How's he looked so far? He looks great. He looks he looks stronger and faster than ever. Um, he's taking his his mental part of the playbook to the next level. That's the biggest thing with him. Um, obviously, fighting to, to to keep building strength and staying healthy. Um, I'm been really pleased with him this week and I, I, I'm excited for what he's going to bring to us this year. How big of a hole did Samson and Neil leave when they moved on to the NFL? A big one. You know, the this, this same size of a hole that, um, you know, Talon Shumway, Micah Simon, and Leva Hefo left year one in the same hole that Dax Milne left, you know. Uh, so so there's no doubt there's a hole. The one th- in terms of production, they they do leave us, um, you know, we, we lost some size with those two combined. Some big, just valuable, tight end type size bodies, but at the receiver position and so um but but our guys we have a great room that's loves the opportunity to to kind of fill in that void um and and help us not skip a beat and in fact even improve and i feel that credit to the group these guys every year the group has just gotten better and better and better and it's a credit to the leaders we have in the room and so it's a big void we're gonna miss them they all they they both brought something unique samson and, and neil did to our room um but it's an opportunity for someone to bring their own flavor to our room Keanu Hill and Chase, just if you're looking at the roster, seem like like-for-like like replacements for those yeah. guys. Do you feel like those are the guys to step in? Yeah, those are great. Those are two, um, I think, of the, the biggest guys we have coming back to fill that size role. And then and then when you add in, um, you know, Cody Epps uh, and Braden Cosper. Uh, you guys slide off. Yeah, you, you get a little more... Uh, a little bit of a different style in there. Um, so, yeah, those four, I think, are, are more than capable of, of filling that void. And then, obviously, we got a wave of a bunch of guys next that uh, that can showcase what they do. We talked to Aaron. He said Cody Epps is just may not be the biggest, may not be the fastest, but all he does is produce. Yeah. And is that? And he said it's kind of what we expected when we recruited him. Right. He dealt with injuries early on. But is that, what about him sets him apart, in your opinion? He's just got a high, very high football IQ. He's, he has so many, um, you know, banked reps from high school in just winning a matchup and finding space and getting open. Um, that's his MO. That's what he showcased when he was here as a freshman, even though he didn't get a ton of time. Um, obviously, he missed 
missed with a lot of time with injuries. And then this first week, he's he's showing all that again, but with more speed and strength. And uh, I think he's got a really, really bright future. You know, it's just a matter of, of staying healthy and progressing. And I, I think he's he's on track to doing that. Is there a guy that BYU fans may not be aware of in your group that you feel is a guy that's worth, I guess, pointing out? That's tough, you know, because you, you, na- you name them. one guy, yeah, you, you run the risk of forgetting them. You want to name all of them, but one 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 person that I think is you know deserves mentioning. They all do. Um, Terrence Fall um, is, is someone. Just his story is is, is incredible. Um, how much he's grown in the sport. It was so new to him. You know, he's from France. He's of a, the Muslim faith and only played football for two years. And just is, is a really cool story. And so when when and if he sees the field, you know, it's kind of aside from the point that he's just how he's fit into his role as a receiver on the BYU football team has been so cool to see and how he's embraced everything that surrounds him he's perfect he's perfecting his craft he's gotten so much better as a receiver super talented guy and I just like I said I, I think I could go down the list and list everyone but he was the first person that popped to my mind so I want to talk to you as a passing game coordinator because you obviously work hand in hand with Aaron and looking the passing game just in terms of how the offense looks the passing game seems to return almost everybody if you really look at it do you feel like it could go to uh, I guess another level and that's saying something considering Zach Wilson what he did in 2020 and the like but do you feel like he could go to another level this year yeah absolutely I mean it's just when you have the experience that we have and and J- I mean Jaron looks so good right now he's he's he just seems so dialed in um, we always knew he was talented but he seems so comfortable he he has the same demeanor and presence when when he's um, in the pocket as Zach did his last year here so you see you see a lot of those things and I don't, I don't want to go down the road of drawing comparison but the point I'm making is the surrounding cast he has and the experience we're bringing back there's there's no question we can continue to elevate um, and do way even way more in the passing game and and that's our plan and I, I think this week we don't have our whole install in yet we have about half in but it's really promising right now just seeing the direction that uh, these guys are taking the passing game Coach, thanks so much. Thank you. There you go. Great conversation with Fessy Satake, BYU passing game coordinator as well as wide receivers coach. I hope you guys learned a lot from him. And I love talking with Fessy. That dude, he understands the game at a deeper level than most people out there, even in his profession. And it was fun to hear him talk about guys like Cody Epps, Chase Roberts, stepping up in the absence of guys like Neil Pau'u and Samson Nakua. I think they have a big opportunity this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of these young bucks finally get to show what they can do. It's been a little while, and obviously guys like Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney are going to take the headlines. But Keanu Hill, he's expected to have an uptick in his production this year after a really good close to the 2021 season. It's good to hear that from Fessy and also hear him talk about the progression of this passing game. And he thinks this offense is at a different level right now and could go to another level this coming fall. Very, very exciting things. And a big thank you once again to Fessy Satake for taking some time to talk with me one-on-one. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we are going to catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A tough loss for the BYU women's basketball team in the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. We'll talk about that and, of course, catch up on everything else going on in other Cougar sports here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is just days away, literally, my friends. And that means you need to start thinking about 
about now where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking to run it with the best? We've done our homework here and we're running our brackets with runyourpool.com along with the standard brackets available to you guys. Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe, both really fun in their own way. They also have the options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to help you make your picks. All the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play right alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. Clearly, we're believers in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There is no truer test than that. And if you'd like to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends or family or your business. Enter the promo code PUREMADNESS at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. Once again, PUREMADNESS is the promo code at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All of the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you out there. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you might need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning about your vehicle and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and also in your pocket, so save time and money when using rockauto.com. That is their ultimate goal. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can use rockauto.com. They're a family business considering do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years online. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and the best part is they've got everything you could ever need from all the different manufacturers. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts excuse me, see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need that is rockauto.com before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU women's basketball. They lost in the West Coast Conference Tournament Final yesterday to uh, Gonzaga, and it was disappointing, folks. They just could not get the baskets to fall. A lot of layups falling off the rim, just the inability to shoot from long range. 21.7 from three, 32% overall from the field. You're going to be hard-pressed to win any basketball game like that, especially against a team like Gonzaga who plays as physically as the Bulldogs do and as such BYU loses in the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. It's a disappointing loss. There's no doubt about that but Jeff Judkins and his squad said they refused to let this one get them down. They're headed to the NCAA Tournament. They had a shot at potentially getting a four seed and hosting some home games had they won that game but now it's probably looking like they're probably a five or a six seed. Maybe it could drop as low as a seven seed just looking at how things are projected but I think the biggest thing is they said that they, they will not let this loss linger. They're going to get ready for the NCAA Tournament. They expect to have a pretty good run when it comes to March Madness. I'm not going to doubt what Juddy's done. He's got a very, very good team. They should not have a good performance here in Las Vegas. Hopefully, better fortunes lie wherever they might end up playing in the NCAA tournament. I'll be rooting them on as they roll along here. One other note before we go on today's show is we need to talk a little bit about the BYU Women's Gymnastics Program. 
Uh, they continue just to absolutely rack up award after award. It's actually kind of fun to track them as they continue to plod their way through their season. They have one uh, meet remaining. They're actually going to be hosting Arizona in their season finale, the regular season finale, this coming Saturday. That'll be against the University of Arizona at the Smith Fieldhouse. It should be a fun time. But as we are fond of doing each week here, BYU women's gymnasts are just absolutely getting it done in the awards. Senior Sadie Minor Van Tassel once again competed for the all-around and matched a career high of 39.525 to earn her eighth straight MRGC Gymnast of the Week award. Uh, in that competition, she also posted a 9.9 on the vault as, to take home a shared MRGC Vault Specialist of the Week honor and also got Floor Specialist of the Week with her score as a 9.925 tied with senior Brittany Vitkowskis on the BYU women's team. So awards just being handed out left and right for women's gymnastics. Vault Specialist of the Week once again for Sadie Minor Van Tassel is Floor Specialist uh, shared with Brittany Vikowskis. And then also congratulations to Bar Specialist of the Week, Haley Pitto. She scored a 9.975 on the bars. So five awards coming home for the women's gymnastics team this week. Hopefully they'll have more in week 10 of the season next week. And we'll recap that for you guys when we reconvene kind of midweek next week. All right, there you go. That is going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to get over and check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. It is your one-stop shop for all the draft news out there. They do a great job covering it from a prospect's angle, how the front offices operate, the philosophy of the draft. All that is covered by the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's going to do it for me. Have a great rest of your day. And of course, we'll talk about more about this on tomorrow's show a whole lot more when it comes to BYU sports. Until then, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 9th, 2022.